Hey guys, what's happening? Is it on? I think we're live. <laughs> I wasn't sure there for a minute. I, I couldn't really tell if uh, things were connected or what was happening, but you know what? We're live. We are ready to go and uh, rocking and rolling. Now, today's topic, we're going to talk a little bit about the challenging situations that we've had over the past, what is it, almost a month and a half? More than that, uh, I and, think. And mm. we're starting to see some people that are able to get back to a semi-normal life. You know, some, some of the restrictions have been lifted. And I know there's lots of new dog owners out mm -hmm. there, lots of new puppy owners. Some of you guys, maybe it's your first time with a dog or a puppy and getting back into the swing of things can be challenging, but there are some things that you can do to actually be ready for that, to actually, you know, uh, uh, training things uh, that you can focus on, think about that'll tra make that tra transition a heck of a lot smoother. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in the show tonight. Mm -hmm. What have you got? Um, so for those of you who don't know us, I, I see a lot of familiar faces in the chat, which is awesome. But for those of you who don't know us, uh, my name's Cal McCann, and this is my husband, Ken. Hi, guys. And we are professional dog trainers here in Ontario, Canada. And um, my family has run a dog training business for 37, 8 years, something like that, long time. Um, and uh, our main focus is just working on basic um, obedience skills to help family dogs just be better members of the family and easier to live with. And the biggest thing that we want to do, especially with this YouTube channel, is encourage you guys to spend time with your dogs training and, um, you know, get to the point where you can take your dogs places and do things with them totally. um, because they listen and they're they're a part of your family. So um, today, obviously, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, post-COVID stuff, um, but um we go over all kinds of things. We do this show every other uh, Thursday yeah, um, on every, various topics. Every second Thursday. And I see lots of familiar names in the chat. Mm -hmm. I also see some people that I haven't seen before. And I know someone had mentioned just a moment ago something really interesting. They said, I never really get to catch the lives, but their husband was uh, maybe taking care of dinner or something between meetings. So I thank you for joining us. Nice. The extra effort that went in is certainly appreciated. I see a lot of our online students uh, on, I recognize their Absolutely, names. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I totally. see a lot of them on there. Very cool. So you know what, with uh, no further ado, let's jump into this. Is your dog ready for life after quarantine? Are you ready for life after quarantine? It's time to start training right now. I'm Ken Steep. I'm Cam McCann. Welcome back to McCann Dogs. Season three. I know it's yeah, it's fun. I still it's fun for how me. How do you decide when it's the new season? The how many years essentially we've been doing like I think I started it on January one. How many years we've been doing live streams? Oh. So we went back. So is, has it always said season three, or do I'm just never look at it? Well, during season three, it said season three. No, season two, it didn't say season three. But <laughs> it's a great question, Kale. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you guys are, uh, it's, this is old hat for you. Maybe you're a tra long time train station passenger. You just love to hang out with us. You know that during the course of the shows, I love to toot. <laughs> but you also know yes, he does. that I wouldn't be able to do this without uh, a, a very special helper. You guys know him as Dan the Man. We know him as Dan, lots of links looting in. We love to go to our satellite feed. We set up a satellite uh, remote camera setup for Dan uh, and we love to check in on him while he's moderating. You'll see him here in the chat. Let's see what Dan is up to. Oh, Lucy Lou. Look Lucy at poor Lou. Lucy. And look at this. While, while we were showing off Dan and Lucy <laughs> wearing her thing, C. Ellis dropped 499 Super Chat, lighting up the train station. Thank you very much for that. Thank and you, C. Ellis. C. Ellis says, uh, I'm happy y'all are safe and healthy. Thank you, as always, for streaming for us. 
Well, thank oh, you very welcome. much for joining us. We, we certainly appreciate it. We love it. doing it. Absolutely. It's lots of fun. And we love to really help people to, especially in a situation like this, there's some pretty, <laughs> there's some unforeseen challenges that you guys might run into. And we want to talk about it. The more you know about it, the easier things will be. I see SD Cruiser, who are, is uh, also one of our uh, uh, moderators. I see SD Cruiser in the chat. So thank you guys as well for SD joining Cruiser us. SD Cruiser says, bite him, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Now you will also know if this is, uh, you know, not your first train station, you'll know that one of the things that I really enjoy is seeing where everybody is checking in from, where you're joining us from. And I love following in the comments after the shows. And also a lot of our online students are coming from all over the world. Yeah, that are how training many states are now. we in now? Yeah, I for, it might be 37 well, Marty McCann's going to kill us yeah, if we don't in, get it right. In several countries. So yeah. anyway, with that said, I'd love to know where you guys are joining us from. So let us know during our roll call. I'm excited to see you guys. Oh, uh, Tracy. Where everybody's jumping in from. Tracy Man Mankowski. It's her first time. She's oh, so very excited. excited. She's from Minnesota. Thanks for joining us here in the train nice. station, Welcome. Tracy. Now, one of the things I try to do is try to keep up with this. And we'll do our little romper room moment. I'll try to race down here. But I see uh, Muppet coming in from Connecticut. Uh, Jen from Burlington. I see uh, Quindy from D.C. Uh, I see Omaha, Nebraska, yep. Manchester, Tennessee, SoCal, Colorado, South Dakota. I see Latvia in there. Branson, Missouri, Virginia, Florida, Fort Erie, New York. Um, Robin, thanks for joining us here in the train station for your first time live. Hawaii. Uh, there's Andy from Hawaii. Uh, Hi, Andy. Uh, Stacy from Sandpoint. I see British Columbia, Dr. Shannon Dodson. Uh, Meadow Lakes, Texas, Queens, New York City. Hi, Mimi. Uh, Hope things are going well for you there in Queensland. I know it was a pretty chaotic few a little while. Hopefully things are starting to ease up a little bit. Sadie from the UK and uh, Nan from uh, Calgary um, and Shannon Viljasu says 38 states. We have people from 38 states in our. Uh, oh, thanks, Shan. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I see uh, Ariel and James from uh, Vegas, South Carolina, soon Vegas, Nevada. Very cool. Yeah, it's really exciting. And the it's list so much, goes on. I know, and it, it will continue to go on. <laughs> and it's exciting. So let us know where you're you jumping in from. It's fun to know where you guys are uh, taking Amazing. this information. It also informs us a little bit when we talk about some of the um, you know, quarantine restrictions and the stay-at-home practices. But one thing I should mention is that uh, we have a special uh, offer for you guys tonight. For anybody that is uh, looking into online dog training, we have a, just for being here in the train station and for the next 24 hours, because last time we had our uh, train station, we had a train station discount code, but people couldn't, uh, in the UK, we had it until midnight. People mm -hmm. in the UK, they didn't watch until the morning. Oh no! Like, I missed. So Shoot. if you want to join our life skills program or our puppy essentials online programs, $50 off, just type the code just start in the in the coupon code so then you can nice. join us for some online training so that's your coupon code just start training then you can see us every day yeah, i know i know <laughs> you might get irritated with that our jokes don't get any funnier. i mean how do you get tired of this that's a big question <laughs> i don't even know but we will be able to help you with your dog training no matter where you are that's absolutely for sure. okay so let's take a look at some of the first things, uh, some of the first challenges. Now, I think we've broken this down in a couple different ways. And for some of you, maybe, are you a puppy owner? Like, let us know if you're a puppy owner or maybe you're a, an adolescent dog owner, a new dog owner. Uh, maybe it's like a rehome dog, new to you. A lot of these exact same principles are going to apply regardless of the age of your dog if they're new to your household or new to your home because things have changed dramatically over the past couple of months they have. and um, really created some interesting living situations. And, you know, it's going to be, that's exactly what we're going to dive into tonight is, you know, how you can 
prepare yourself so that number one, it's less stressful for the dog. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's less stressful for you. Yeah. And everybody starts, you know, can sort of coexist uh, harmoniously and continue to make progress with your training. Yeah, I think it's funny because I think when this whole thing started and our life and our schedule drastically changed, we talked about that back then is like, okay, right. like what does COVID like look like for your dog? And right. I feel like it's been long enough now. I know for us anyways, we have like a groove that we're into and we're, we're used to doing things from home a little bit more and spending more time with the dogs and at different times than we would have before. Um, but as that starts to change and your schedule changes, or maybe you have a dog that's a puppy or adolescent, and they're now going to be maybe exposed to some things that they haven't seen before. We want to make sure that you're prepared with how to deal, the, deal with those things to ensure that your puppy is sort of going through, or your dog is going through um, those changes successfully. Um, and that we're setting the dog up to be successful because we know that there's going to be a few things that's going to come up with you that you're like, oh, I didn't anticipate this. What am I supposed to do now? Right. So we're going to try and talk about uh, some of those things and just sort of open um, open your minds up to some new possibilities. For sure. I'm going to go and let those guys out. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I saw Tracy, I think it was Tracy Mankowski said she's a, maybe a good, about to become a puppy owner. That's very exciting. Oh yeah. So Tracy says uh, six month old golden retriever, first time dog owner. So this is going to be great for uh, anybody who's a dog owner, especially if you're a first-time dog owner because uh, you know some of the challenges that we have come you know when we talk about our own schedules because in reality you know we have to teach our dogs to uh, li live in our world and that can be challenging and if if, if, if your world or our world has meant us being home and with them for the past month or so the next few couple weeks could be a real struggle and that's what we're gonna sort of point to tonight now the, let's start off with something like house training. So mm -hmm. for, I saw lots of puppy owners in the chat. Um, so it's uh, this is directly pointed at you guys, for those of you guys who are puppy owners. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about house training. And I mean, maybe that applies to your adolescent dog too. Yeah, I think it just depends on your schedule. I mean, some people work from home already, but if you're the type of per person that's going to be going away to work all day and you have a young puppy or you have a dog that's maybe on a specific schedule where they're used to you letting them out to the bathroom quite often and now all of a sudden you're going to be at work and you're going to be away for six to eight hours in a day that could be a pretty big shock to the puppy's system so um you know something that we want you to think about is um starting to get your dog more comfortable holding their bladder for a longer period of time so that that's not stressful or difficult for them um yeah. you know if you're letting them out every two hours or something like that um please don't feel like you have to do that that's great if you have the time but if your life isn't going to um be allow you to keep that up that could be problematic um I oh will... my goodness <laughs> awesome um, just one second while you talk about that scott lacy dropping the 20 dollars super chat holy moly here we go <laughs> thank you scott a, that gets an extra toot um, Scott says, no question yet, just a thank you. I, got, I just got a new bulldog about two months ago in your videos. <gasps> bulldog have, puppies are so I cute. I know, they're adorable. Uh, and your videos have helped me so much. I just wish I'd found you three months ago. Here's the great news, Scott, is that Aww, uh, so by, nice. by starting right now, things can change dramatically. Yeah. My case, I had a two-year-old uh, Labrador Retriever who was a hellion. Crazy, and, and crazy. And she basically, my my uh, veterinarian said, listen, you have to go to McCann Dogs. I can't, it's hard to treat her. Like it's hard. And also her groomer uh, basically kicked her out because she pulled her in the tub. You know how labs are with water. No big deal. <laughs> She's horrible. Anyway, um, I went to McCann Dogs and turned everything around. Like it changed, training changed my life. So whether it's you're three months in, a year in, 
doesn't matter. Mm. Starting right now with good information is going to make a world of difference. Thank you for that, uh, Scott. And, yeah. and, but and, and feel feel ready to take on the world with uh, with your new dog training challenges. I just have something topical. I saw someone yeah. ask something earlier about okay. um, the puppy program that they don't have their puppy yet and can okay. they start yeah. the, the program early. Sure. Um, so yeah, some of you, if you don't have your puppy yet or you wanted to start maybe a little bit early, you can do that. Our online programs have a specific... Um, week by week progression but the um the classroom is open for a longer period than that so you know for our puppy essentials it's a four-week program but you get access to the program for three months so if you want to go in a month early you you could do that you just need to contact us and look on our website and you'll be able to to find that information out and uh, i want to say hi to hi wendy. wendy okay sorry I apologize. Uh, back to house training so yes. um uh, the whole let your puppy out often kind of thing. So really think about um, extending that a little bit more. Um, one of the things that uh, we'll suggest how to do that is, you know, if they're in their crate and they're starting to whine as if to say like, it's been my two hours or my three hours, you need to let me out. This has been too long. Then what you can do is just sort of encourage your puppy to be quiet. And after they've been quiet for even a couple seconds, it could be three, five seconds, it could be 30 seconds or a minute or so, um, <clears throat> then... Okay, what it. I would then do is let, then let the puppy out. What you don't want to do is go from like two hours to, you know, adding an hour on. I usually try, usually try to push it about like, I don't know, uh, 10 minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes. And then the next time a little bit further until the dog sort of realizes how to hold it a little bit longer. You need to do it very gradually because puppies have a very good internal clock. They will get on a schedule and they'll memorize and at you know 12 o'clock they will actually have to go to the bathroom at that time if they've repeated that uh, days prior so you want to break the system if you can but you want to do it very slowly and gradually um, which means you need to should start now if, if you have a big change to make right start now so that you can do it gradually so it's not super stressful for your puppy i've just been chomping at the bit ready to do this i know it was distracting <laughs> me and i couldn't finish my Ned my Yid and douglas lowe with the super chats let's go to their question Let's see. Uh, we'll get Douglas first. Douglas says, um, our 13 week old puppy nips and bites at my wife, but not at me when we train the exact same way. Is there something else we should be doing or something we are missing? Yeah, this is a, a pretty common question. And it, we talk a lot about leadership and good choices that are made. And, and certainly consistency is key. Now, um, an affecting change is going to be really important as well. But let's talk a little bit about like some good leadership. We actually have a video on the channel that talks about four leadership tips uh, when you're dealing with puppy biting that would be really, really great for your wife to work on. Maybe a uh, lots we of links have, um, can drop we did that. another one a couple weeks ago too. It was seven, seven things, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that one's, that's a really good one. Yeah. So that's a good point. So, um, I want, uh, uh Douglas, I want your wife to, uh, check out those two videos or two recent videos. Maybe Dan will be able to grab them. It's hard to say, but, um, we have, uh, uh that seven things, uh, you, you need to do to stop puppy nipping something, the title, something like that. If I get a chance, I'll try to find it. Um, but have her work on those because some of those are really important leadership building yeah. moments. And, uh, you know, it really starts to teach your puppy that um, people aren't chew things. They aren't chew toys and it's just not tolerable. We don't tolerate that kind mm -hmm. of behavior. So, um, it, it, and it does it in a really, uh, a really important way that also leads to some listening skills. Yeah. So it's really, it's really tactful. It's really not uncommon for dogs to um, learn to respect some people in the household and then, you know, not respect others depending on 
their personalities or their follow through or how firm they are with a puppy. Um, it's not always the women. I hate to tell you, I have a lot of students where the women's the, the wife in the family is like chop chop. You need to listen, and the and the husband's far more passive. So it, it has everything to do with like personality and follow through. So um, you could work on the exact same things, but you could be doing subtle things differently. And p dogs are just masters at reading body language, and yeah. they will be able to see the difference. Um, so it's just important to educate yourself on proper interactions, how to follow through, um, non confrontation ways that allow you to establish yourself as a little bit more le uh, of a leader and that really goes a long way with the dogs. So uh, strangely enough, Neb Yid uh, asked, I'm the only one at home all the time that's love week old GSD. Uh, he doesn't listen to me as much as he does, uh, doesn't listen to my wife as much as he does me, nips her more. We've watched your video. So this is, I think that is a great uh, sort of uh, blanket uh, statement for both of you guys, both of you guys that dropped mm -hmm. the super chats. Really, really important <laughs> and consistency is key. Go ahead. Um, the other thing that we can suggest too, and we often suggest this with um, when you have kids in the house, because we, we're we not advocates of children disciplining puppies for unwanted behavior. It's, it's just, it's a slippery slope to go down. Um, but if you have certain people in the house that are just not as effective at being firm or at, um, you know, just giving strong um, restrictions or whatever it is for the puppy. What you can also do is have um, the person who's being nipped at more use a verbal reprimand and then the person that the puppy is respecting more back that up with whatever form of discipline that you have been using um, to that. So what starts to happen is when, you know, the kid or the whoever says, hey, knock that off, the puppy basically says, well, I need to respect you because if I don't, I'm going to get in trouble from him or her. Um, and it sort of helps transfer it a little bit. Uh, the timing does need to be very specific. You can't, sh you know, be angry at the puppy and then minutes later, yeah. the puppy gets disciplined right. for it. Remember, guys, dogs fair. learn within one second. So all of the information you give your puppy... <clears throat> excuse me, whether it's uh, good or bad, it needs to be delivered within one second of the puppy um, doing it. Janice, dropping a super chat. Super sticker, Thank you, super chat. Thank you very much. <laughs> For the super chat, so really, really good information. There was a couple things. Yeah, we need to get back on track here. We'll, we'll keep an eye. We'll see if Janice um, has a question. Yes. Uh, in a moment, I'll keep an eye on that. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, uh, teaching your puppy to hold it a little bit longer. Yeah, I think we sort of did what we needed to do with house training. We'll sort of go into crate training now because I, I think they sort of go a little bit hand in yeah. hand. Yeah. Um, the idea of. Um, you know, having a different schedule, not being able to let them out as much. One of the ways that you're going to control any accidents in the house is by using your crate. For sure. Um, that's really going to be important. Um, <clears throat> the other thing you need to think about too is that when you're using your crate, we have a lot of people that tend to only use the crate when they're going to sleep or when they're leaving, and that can actually cause a lot of stress in the puppy. So one thing that we really recommend that you do if you're not doing this already is have your puppy spend um, time in their crate even when you're home. Um, because really when you start going back to work and you're leaving the house, you could pop them in the crate, you could be gone for several hours, and <clears throat> if that's not something that you've rehearsed a lot, how do you not know whether your puppy's stressed at home or maybe <clears throat> they're doing a lot of... Um, 
barking or whatever it might be. So it's really important to kind of test that out. You can even start by having them created in another room rather than being in the same room with you right. and make sure that they're comfortable with that and they're not having too much stress. And if that's okay, you could put them in their crate and like go outside while you garden or cut the grass or something and then come back inside so that, yeah. you know, it's short periods of time. They're not, you know, you might go out for five minutes. You might go out for a half an hour. You might go out for an hour. You might go out for six hours. It, we don't want the dog to really be too concerned about that. I want to know how many of you guys at home uh, have already started crate training, regardless of the age of your dog. If it's something that you did or are doing currently, um, yeah. I think it's we. You know our opinion of it. We we know we've seen. I've personally seen, uh, even though I was a little resistant to it at first. I've personally seen the changes that it can make because you really um, you know manages your manages your your dog well when you can't supervise them, and it also means that when they come out, it's all about you. It's all about that interaction action and engagement. Julian dropping the super chat. $10 super chat. Uh, let's go with that uh, little party song. We'll have a little party. <laughs> so dropping the super chat here in the train station. Julian says, oops, I think I missed that one. <clears throat> Find it or catch it here. Julian says, I'm picking up my border collie on May 22nd. She will be eight Good weeks. Good choice of breed. Yeah, she'll be eight weeks old. We have a five hour drive back home after I get her. Any tips on how to make this trip a smooth one for her? Uh, I fear, let's see if we can find it. It's gone, going, going. I fear she will be, oh no, my goodness, it's zooming away. I fear she will be, uh, any tips on how to make a smooth one for her? I fear really she'll anxious. be really anxious. Um, I've uh, had long trips home with uh, with puppies before, and, and sometimes they can be a little bit anxious, but most time I think they're a little bit like, whoa, what's happening? And they tend to just kind of be more quiet and, and unsure about things. And um, I would take a crate with you if you can. Yeah. Um, put a little towel in it so that, you know, if the... If the um, car is you know moving around a lot they just feel a little bit more safe yeah this is important i think for us to talk about because people are going to say like well you said to remove the bedding yeah. <laughs> from the dog's crate i think there this is a really important moment that we can chat about that yeah we do often suggest that you don't have any bedding in your puppy's crate when you're sort of going through the first stages of house training because we see all kinds of dogs eat it shred it or go to the bathroom in it and then the dogs don't really learn good calm crate don't go to the bathroom in your crate right. skills. However, day one, and you're taking them home, put bedding in their crate. Make the crate um, a little more comfortable. It's not even about comfort. This isn't like a, like a fluffy thing. This is literally when you have bedding in the crate in the car, especially if they've never been in a car before, it's going to absorb some of that jiggle. It's just going to make them feel a little bit more secure. It's um, it's a little bit easier for them. So you certainly can do that. I also, I tend to put the crate um, somewhere where the puppy can see me. So I might put it on the back seat and just sort of belt it in so it can't move. And that way I can like stick my fingers back in the crate. Um, it's helpful if you're not driving by yourself. So one person yeah. can kind of be interacting with the puppy while the other person can be driving. Um, but there's a couple of suggestions for you right there. Yeah, for sure. And there's actually a couple of good questions about crate training and uh, maybe we can get to some of this. Yeah, so uh, Linda said, you know, I'm trying crate training, just not going well. Uh, and the other thing that I saw was Kelly, or Kelsey, said, currently crate training a 10-week-old puppy. If she cries or she cannot see us, but could spend all day in there, if she can see her people, yet doesn't make a peep all night long. So this yeah, is something really that we common. wanted to talk to you guys about today and give you some tactics. And Because this exact same thing is going to apply 
whether you are, so regardless of where you live in the world, there's going to be lifting restrictions in certain places in whether, if it's not like next week, it might be in three weeks or whatever. Uh, but uh, maybe you're still working from home, but you do need that opportunity to like work from home, work in your office, and you can't have your puppy meandering about and crawling around all over the place. So I want you to think about this, even if you're not returning, like leaving your home for work, these crate training tips are gonna be useful and helpful for you. Just after, as I finish that, Brett, dropping the super chat. <laughs> Brett, good to see you back. Thank you very much for the super chat. Let's see if we can get down here and see. Brett, okay, this is good. Okay, can let's talk just for briefly. Brett, I'm gonna grab your question and I'm gonna put it in the queue. And let's talk a little bit more about some of the crate training strategies for these guys as they figure out how to like build some distance from their dog, build some time away from their dog. Yeah, if you have puppies that are a little bit nervous or are uncomfortable or making noise when they can't see you, then um, I would just, there's a couple of things that a lot of people do that Robin. they don't realize <laughs> that they're doing that makes, um, that can make the problem worse. Number one, if the puppy's doing a lot of crying and then you're walking back into the room, a lot of people say, oh gosh, that, I know exactly how to get you back, that works. So um, it can be a really good technique to, if you're out of the room, just kind of wait till the puppy's quiet. And by wait, I don't mean like quiet for like minutes, I mean quiet for a couple seconds. Then walk in the room, good puppy, good quiet. See, I'm right here. So then I'm positively reinforcing my dog, but I'm doing it in the right moment. Because a lot of people tend to do is they go back in while the dog's making noise and they go, shh, quiet, it's okay, it's okay, shh, quiet. And that's basically you're rewarding the dog. You're basically saying, good barking. I love when you do that. So you need to watch your timing and make sure that you're not giving the puppy mixed messages. Um, you also need to practice some positive association with you leaving the crate. Um, right. You know, you might, you know, put the crate on one side of the wall and you stand on the other side and just scoot around the door and every couple seconds pop a couple treats in the top of their crate so that, you know, food flies in their crate when you're not there. You kind of got to think outside the box. I think a lot of people forget with dog training that you have to train the dog. You can't just... You don't just put a dog in a crate and right. all of a sudden it's crate trained. You That's don't just really important, let guys. the dog free in the house and all of a sudden it's it's house trained. You don't just walk in the house and expect the dog not to jump all over you. Yeah. There's so much training involved and in how you do the training is really important. You need to understand timing. You need to understand how to create scenarios to give the dogs good information. And that's literally what we do here is teach you the proper methods to train your dog so that you're not getting problems that are going on for months and months and months and months and then you have to fix them. I noticed one person said, yeah, it makes such a difference when you start crate training from day one. Mm -hmm. Don't wait, yeah. someone said. And that's so true. And, and that's, our dogs don't really have a lot of crate issues because from day one, we're introducing the crate. They get fed in the crate. We play games with food in the crate. It's just we brainwash them basically to think that it's a great and lovely place which means anytime we want to use it regardless of the scenario our dogs are super happy and mary h with the adorable super sticker that's Aww. one of the cutest super stickers i've seen thank you very much for that mary it's very cute um so let's let's get to uh i think robin's question robin had a question brett we're going to get right to you uh robin said uh, puppies who are close in age should you separate them when you have to leave the house or yes. can they stay together the littermate syndrome thing prevents me from wanting them to uh, they are separate. Oh, I'm gonna have to go find it again. It's a longer one. Um, they are separate. They are separated at night. 
Yeah, this is really good. So you're already in the swing of things and you're figuring this out. Um, it's a really good idea to separate those puppies. Also, it gives them some space. Like it gives each dog independently a little bit more room so that you can leave them each with their own chew. Uh, you know, you can uh, know if someone's eating, drinking, having accidents, you can really know for sure, uh, you know, whether one of the puppies is doing that and one of the puppies isn't. So separating the dogs is really, really helpful. Very yeah. helpful. I've had puppies at the same time before and I would never do it again for sure um, but they were they had their own crates they were crated in different areas in my house they weren't even crated side by side when they were babies everything was like individual with each one to really build the bond between me and them because um, litter mates especially if, if whether they're litter mates or whether they're puppies similar age or even just a couple months apart if they're spending constant time together you are very quickly not going to be very important and then yeah. when they're used to being together and all of a sudden you separate them well now you're in trouble so you need to separate them as much as you possibly can in every scenario that you can think of right now until you have more training under your belt. Wilting Bug 3, Diana sent us $10 super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Awesome. Okay, I want to get to, before we get too far behind here, I want to get to Brett's question and then we'll jump in to uh, Diana's question. So Brett's question, um, our five and a half month old puppy Onyx, uh, we've, we, who we've heard, uh, walks well when, uh, when he knows we're on the way home, um, but his challenge and I saw this, I've lost it a little bit now. Uh, oh, another super chat. Uh, walks well when he, he knows he's on, he's on his way home, but he tends to be less predictable and whine a lot when we're on the way to a place. How can we help him? He loves running on a long line. So this brings up a couple of really important questions. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk a little bit about when a dog struggles, whether it's whining or you know lagging or whatever the thing is, uh, going in one direction and then not so much the other. Yeah, usually uh, it sounds like, and it's hard to know unless I actually see this in, with my own it, two eyes, yeah. but what sounds like is that your dog is anticipating where they're going and they're excited. So you're getting a lot of um, barking and whining in, in anticipation to go into that fun place to run and have a lot of, a lot of fun. So, um, you know, when that starts to happen, one of the things that we'll often do is just very calmly and happily turn and walk back towards the house as if to say, you know what, chill out. You're not going to get to go because if I walk to the park and the whole time my dog's pulling me Jake or Jenkins. whining or whatever, and then they get to go to the park and then I play with them on the long line or I play with them with toy, yeah. I'm basically just reinforcing that behavior. So all I might do is turn and walk back towards the house for a couple moments until I see the dog calm. And then I'm going to say, yes, good dog. And then I'm going to walk back towards the that place again. Once I get to the place, if I'm going to let my dog do a little bit of running, I might just work five or 10 minutes of right. like just some calm stuff, maybe some sits at my side, some down, something that's just a little bit more calm minded, then let them rip and have a lot of fun uh, on the way back. But it sounds mm, to me like it's a bit of anticipation of excitement and that's just coming out in the dog's behavior. Quilting Bug, Diana, Yogata, uh, Ken Charla, and Jake Jacobs. I'm just going to throw a party for you guys. Thank you guys for dropping the super chats. Jake, especially for the uh, $19.99 $19 uh, super sticker. It's, you're amazing. Look how cute that little guy is. So nice. Very cute. Um, okay, so uh, Brett, hope that answered your question. In, Brett's here, uh, in, he's a regular passenger on the train station, yes. so it's nice to see him. Um, let's see, this one is the next one. Quilting bug Diana. 18 week old Shih Tzu puppy on a house lead. Teething badly, biting, will not listen to me. She's potty trained, sits, stays in his crate train. She'll be a uh, visiting therapy dog and she's at her wits end. So we need, maybe we need to talk a little bit about uh, more management. I mean, it's, so, it's hard to really define what the, what the, there's no silver bullet. 
There's no thing that I can say that's going to change it all for you. But I think uh, being really consistent about when your puppy has these opportunities, what opportunities they're actually given. Because some of our challenges come from giving our dogs an opportunity to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. So if your puppy's, you know, maybe after dinner, after the dinner hour, witching hour, we sometimes call it, uh, your puppy will get fired up and you, every night at seven o'clock, here we go again, you need to make sure that you're either doing something to not allow that behavior to escalate or maybe like working with your puppy at 6.30 or at the dinner hour. So when they go in their crate, they're a little bit more relaxed mm -hmm. and chilled out. Number uh, uh, one thing is having good management. So whether that's your puppy goes in a crate when you aren't able to supervise, I see that you're using a house line that's really, really really great and very, very helpful. But really doing things like not allowing your puppy to get up onto the couch, so like little things. Yeah, make sure you're using the house line. Just attaching yeah. a leash doesn't fix the problem. You actually need to follow through with things. But um, what Ken's saying is right on the money. I mean, a lot of times oh, if thank you're- thank goodness, because <laughs> I have this microphone pointed at me. <laughs> a lot of the time, it sounds like lots of things are going right. Potty train, sit stage, crate train, that's all good. So when um, she's out of her crate, think about what you're doing. You know, How does she have so many opportunities to make poor choices? Are you giving her too much freedom? Right. Are you um, not giving her enough uh, exercise? Are you not making her use her mind enough? Uh, yeah, how about this one? How about, are you doing enough stationary exercises? How old was the dog? Like 18 things. weeks. Yeah, okay, it's a little bit too young to be doing things like sits and stays, but maybe something like handling. Maybe handling exercises. Do are some tricks. Be yeah, do some, tr get, get that dog's brain working just as much as their body. And you're gonna see that uh, your puppy starts to listen, starts to, it's, it's amazing, it really, really is. But your puppy's also a little bit tired and that yeah. gives you the Man, edge. Man, that goes such a long way. Yeah. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and saying to myself, you know, my puppies just don't do these bad behaviors. Why is that? And I know exactly why it's because my dogs are so stimulated throughout the day through right. activities with me but they're basically saying okay mom can I please have a nap in my crate now because like I've done We're tricks done I've done recalls to tugs I've done all of this and all of that and like they are ready to go they just they don't they don't need to do terrorist attacks on my house coats and things right. like that because they have so many outlets where they're able to do that. So you need to up the training and use your crate a little bit more. And if you have the house line on, make sure you're following through, but try to rearrange your, your day so it's not, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're right. wrong. Totally. You have so to important. change the narrative with your puppy. Absolutely. And Yogata, uh, Yogata says, um, I'm going to be a first-time dog mom in four weeks. Fun. She's a six-month-old chow. I live alone, and I'm nervous how, she, how he's going to do after this quarantine. When I have to get back to work, uh, I work almost four days a week. Okay, so this is, you're exactly the, the right person to mm -hmm. be here hanging out with us, talking a little bit about crate training. I think moving, uh, uh, let's move along a little bit for some of that crate training. And uh, did, did we talk about um, the fact that the dogs may... We may have never been in a situation where they're in a crate alone. Did you touch on that? Yeah. Was, okay. Yeah. All right. So we need to talk about getting on your schedule. Now, this is something uh, that uh, is so overlooked. And <clears throat> we're thinking like, okay, what does the puppy need? How am I going to get the puppy ready? <clears throat> you also, because we coexist, uh, you also need to think about how am I going to be ready for this? How, how does, what does my day look like now that I have a puppy or I have a young dog at home in, uh, 
in uh, in my house? You know, what sort of schedules can I keep if I'm working four days a week? What does that look like? What do I need to prepare for? Um, so let's talk a little bit. Of, so I just briefly, if you guys are longtime tra train station passengers, you probably heard me talk about the fact that I'm a, I've been a, a firefighter for more than 20 years. And I noticed, and this was such a unique situation, but I noticed uh, several weeks ago when everyone's schedules changed, when everyone was on, uh, what do they call it, stay at home, whatever, quarantine, whatever the thing is that you're, it's called in your local area, there were a lot more things like house fires, kitchen fires, uh, structure fires, these things, because we're out of routine, you know, breaking the cycle of getting up at eight or seven or whatever time then going to work, then coming home at lunch or coming home after the day's over. It just sort of flipped us out of this cycle and it made us really inattentive. Mm -hmm. And something that um, it, you know, going, going back the other way, it's stressful. It, it's stressful to not be going to work. It's stressful to be going back to work. So we need to minim minimize how much stress is you know we expose our puppy to and we certainly can do a few things to get ourselves back in the routine before we actually have to leave the house for the day mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about that getting our own schedules back on track and what that might look like yeah i think that's important for sure having our own schedules back on track but you also want to think about your dog schedule as well you know in terms of we talked before about when they go to the bathroom but also like feeding them right um yeah and that, that's to... part of your schedule too like you're planning getting home and planning for for feeding your own dog for sure. yeah i mean you need to make sure that if you have to feed your dog at specific times because you're going to work that maybe you need to start implementing those things now if you haven't already just so that the dog's getting really comfortable with uh, with those changes that might be starting to happen ariel and james Haas dropping the super chat nice <laughs> moving to vegas well that's a pretty exciting move um let's see what there's music playing just so you know i don't know if they can oh nice hear you talking i hope so uh, I hope I hope it did. Otherwise, I've been dancing to nothing for the last little while. You guys no, there like, is music are... playing, but I don't know how they would hear you talking. Oh. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> uh, with move cross country from South Carolina to Vegas, how do we help our uh, then three month old dog to be successful through all of the stops on the trip and all of the new people and new environments uh, when we get there? Great question, Tr uh, Tanya. Thanks for the super chat. Dropping the super chats. We'll get to that in a, in just a second. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that cross country trip. Not that different from uh, you know what we're talking about now, where it's a real change of the dog's environment. Let's let's talk about how we uh, would work through some of those. Yeah, um, if you're going on a trip, I, I wouldn't really worry too much about that. It, it should be fairly easy. Moving, just... they're moving. I know, I see that. Okay. Um, you know, when you stop to, you know, along the way, just make sure you're ready to uh, to have the puppy under control and take them out to the bathroom, that type of thing. Usually when we're doing a lot of traveling, I, I sort of stick to myself. I don't really um, have my puppy around too many other people and yeah. places. There's not always a lot of safe places to let your puppy out. Um, I know we often struggle with getting areas enough that are clean enough to take the puppy to go to the bathroom and that type of thing. Yeah, that's a real challenge. Mm -hmm. And that's something you should be really aware of. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what it's like out there now, but that is something you want to be cautious of. Yeah. Um, and then most of the time dogs are way more adaptable than humans are, to be perfectly honest with, with you. Um, you know, there could be new smells and new people that they're not used to. But I think if you just sort of arm yourself with some treats and, you know, make sure that you're rewarding your puppy when new people come up and yeah. you know teaching them to sit and maybe have other people give your dog treats um just get them really comfortable with that it shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't be too much of an issue most dogs are pretty adaptable and easygoing in those types of situations for sure and then tanya 
Um, I've got a lot of wins. Uh, let me go pop lots of wins from the vids already. Crate train, house sit Great. down, a, a quiet rollover, high five. But I feel like I'm constantly on when uh, the dog's not in the crate. Should I use more? Uh, should I use more crate breaks for sanity and how often? This is a really good question mm -hmm. um, because this speaks to, you know, how frequently you are using your crate. But it also talks a little bit. I see I've got a little spot on here that I'm going to have to fix. Um, it also talks a little bit about what else can I do with my dog when they're not in their crate. Yeah, I don't think that there's anything wrong with your dog having more crate breaks at this point because you're, you're in the midst of training. So when dogs are young, they don't, it's, I think it's very unusual for dogs that are young to have the ability to just find a spot to go and lie down and chill out and rest. I mean, I haven't owned any puppies that have ever done that. They're just constantly busy, constantly getting into things, which is why when they're out of the crate, I'm, I'm entertaining them and watching them, but there's just so long you can do that for. So having more crate, tra uh, crate breaks are really important but I would also implement um, you know teach the puppy to go and lie down on a bed we teach um, the dog like a bed stay or uh, you know go and lie down on your bed type of thing I find that's a really great to implement with a puppy so yeah. if we're like sitting down for the night to watch a movie or watch a couple shows I'll either put the puppy in the crate so I don't have to think about them or right. I'll like bring the dog bed out by the couch and have my long line and my leash on and maybe have something that my dog can chew and I'll encourage my dog just to hang out on the bed and chew the bone as we're watching but I keep my leash on my you know under my foot or in my hand so if the puppy says get bored with this and they want to wander off I encourage the puppy back onto the bed nope you're staying here for now this is what you're doing and if it's like a constant thing then I'm going to say Kate we're not dealing with this right now. I'm just going to go put you away. But I find after doing it for a while, the puppies just start to learn like what happens in that moment and that routine. Yeah. And they start to learn to veg out. And then they're more likely to gravitate to doing those types of behaviors a little bit more independently of you. There's really a lot of value to teaching your dog how to just be. And I know that sounds so fluffy, but it's it's important we don't want to make sure that we're always um entertaining our dogs and training our dogs we do want them to learn to have a bit of an off button but that is a slow process when you have a young dog for sure um let's get back a little bit to we we, we touched on like changing our schedules or, or being prepared for how our schedules are going to change and, and i know we've talked a little bit about having the dog out of the crate and in uh, in that case with uh let's see who was that with uh, Tanya, uh, you know, having her puppy out of, the, out of her kennel uh, and just allowing the dog to lie down on a bed. Uh, we talk a lot about sort of, you know, how you're allowing that dog out of the crate. And when we talk about changing our schedules, a huge part of that is us coming back. What, what are we doing before we let that dog out of their crate? Now, one of the things I see across uh, our, our channel, we get so many comments every day and some really interesting ones, and, but some very common challenges for people. And one thing that I often see is that, uh, you know, my dog goes absolutely crazy and knows when I'm going to let them out of their crate. I can't stop my dog from being wild when I get home from work or when the kids get home from school or when, you know, I get home on my lunch break to let them out. We need to talk a little bit about what that looks like for you guys, especially for you, those of you who are now going to be leaving your dogs for a couple of hours, maybe a few hours and coming back to them. What does that look like so that you're not creating a whole host of other crate training problems? And before we uh, get onto that thought, Holly, thanks for the super chat. <laughs> get to her question in just a sec. So, you know, let's talk about getting back to the crate. What do we do about, uh, or, you know, how do we, I guess, what do we do as we let our dogs back out of the crate so that we're not creating some sort of um, uh, situation where the dog just can't wait for us to get home, just can't wait to get out of their kennel? 
Yeah, I think whether it's whether you're coming home from work or whether you are getting your puppy out of the crate at any time, the, what we do with the puppy coming out of the crate is the same thing that we do when dogs come to the door. We Or when humans come to the door and the dogs get overexcited in that moment is we teach the dogs what we should do instead. Often when my dogs are puppies, um, I won't let them out of the crate until they're either sitting or they're lying down. And I usually will teach them that by just either waiting until they offer that behavior or I'll just, you know, put my hand in the crate and lure them into a sit. I'll feed a few times and as I'm opening the door, I'm feeding, 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 feeding. I have the door all the way open. I'm feeding the dog still. Good sit, good wait. I practice closing the door, opening, feeding, feeding, feeding. The dog says, whoo, this whole like crate door opening thing is pretty cool, but I'm not letting my dog barge and wiggle. And if I'm getting a lot of that, I'll just simply close the door and wait for the puppy to settle. And then I'll try opening the door again. The whole time I'm super calm and super chill. Uh, And then once the dog settled, then I can let them out of the crate from there. And typically I want my dog to allow me to hook their line on their collar and be calm enough that I have, you know, a a mindful puppy and then let them out of the crate from there. And same thing when, when, you know, people come to the door. Yeah. Encourage your dog. What behavior do you want them to do? Um, do you want them to sit and wait? We have um, a threshold in, in our sunroom where we, that's the door we use in and out all the time. When people come to the house, our dogs are not allowed to step down the steps into our little sunroom area. They have to stay up in the kitchen where there's like a, we, we've just taught them that that staircase is a barrier. There's no physical barrier there. We've just not allowed them to go past that point when somebody comes in. So you see a bunch of wiggle bums at the top of the stairs being right. like, oh, my God, we're so excited somebody's here. But nobody puts a paw in the sunroom because they've been trained to stay back. So, again, we're giving them – we want them to be excited. That's great, but here's what you need to do instead. But those – these types of things can't really be trained thoroughly and well – once you're back at work and you got to come home and you got to let the puppy out or you just got to get in the house and things just have to happen and now you're sacrificing your good timing and your training because you just got to get stuff done so think about these things now teach your puppy some crate manner skills teach your puppy some door skills those are two things that are going to come in really handy when you're you know coming in and out from work or whatever the situation doesn't even need to be work you come home with groceries for example and the dog goes ballistic when you come in well let's train through that take an afternoon to hours or something or an hour and practice working this exercise over and over again you don't want to be training these things in moments when you actually need your puppy to be doing that behavior you want to train 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 and then put your skills to the test yeah is that the saying just came to mind practice practice how you play yeah, uh, and that's essentially when you know when it's game time is when you have to leave for work, or when it's game time is when someone comes to the door. But you need to practice long before that ever happens, so that you can really set the situation up and help your dog to be successful. Totally. I saw a good follow-up question from Tanya. So, and I think this is just sort of an important overarching idea. How long uh, would be acceptable for puppy to have crate breaks during the day when they're also in the crate all night, 9:30? p.m. to 6 a.m. And this is sort of like the answer, the, the question, uh, you know, how long should a song be? So this has everything to do with what you're doing when the dog is out of its crate. Yeah. It has everything to, to do with, uh, you know, uh, uh, can your can your dog hold uh, their bladder or their bowels for that long? You know, are you are you engaging with that dog enough when they aren't in their crate? That when they go in, they're like, yeah. they're more calm. Absolutely. Because if they go in with like a ton of energy and because they haven't really been properly, properly stimulated before they've gone in, 
in there, it's going to be a lot harder. Typically, they've had a full day and now they're going to bed at nighttime and they're ready to like be out for the night. So um, it is a hard answer uh, question to answer. Typically at night, the dogs can hold longer during the day because the whole house is quiet. There's not much going on. Puppies often have to go to the bathroom more when there's like more excitement going around right. because they're awake more and they're moving more and they're their bowels are stimulated more and it's just sort of, I'm saying stimulated a lot. It's very, yeah, very weird. It's very strange. Um, I don't really say that word <laughs> no. so much, but I, anyways, I'm, it's the word it's of because the Because this, uh, this show has been so stimulating yes, and it's very on top stimulating. of mind. Anyways, um, hopefully you get the point. Um, I don't know if they would be able to go that long um, during the daytime, but eventually, yes. And it depends on the age. Did she say what the age was? No. Um, age is really oh, important. Um, a puppy that's 10 weeks old is 11 weeks. 11 weeks. 11 yeah, that's quite young. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a bit too long during the daytime for that. But like a 14 week old puppy, it's a totally different bladder than an 11 week old puppy. Uh, you know, a 18 week old puppy, yeah. way different bladder than like a 14 week old puppy. So um, it's just. And you know, the other thing varies. When we talked, we talked a lot about crate Dan, training. We're gonna, we're shut gonna, up. We're going to talk about socialization <laughs> here in a second. Uh, we're going to talk about socialization so here in a second, and that's going to be an important element of your dog training, especially as uh, some of these restrictions lift. But speaking specifically to crate training, and I talked to, to you guys a little bit earlier about how I had a two-year-old dog that I didn't crate train. And when I introduced the crate into our training situation, which had some challenges because she wasn't used to it, but it uh, what was amazing and what I see students go through again and again and again is that if they're using their crates appropriately, what you start to get is that, you know, when you put your dog in there, they know it's time to relax. You don't have to go to all this effort to make sure they have something in there, uh, you know, to chew on or like to, to, to um, you know, for them not to act out. They know that when they go in their crate, that's just where they hang out. That's just where they relax because they have uh, an idea that you are about to come out that or that they are going to come back out. And when they do, they're going to work with you. So you'll actually see this off switch start to be built into your dog. So that when they go in their kennel or crate, they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, let's I'll just hang out here until the next time, uh, you know, we get to do something. So it's quite, you know, we're, we're putting putting all this effort into making sure that they're successful now because we have so much control. But what you're going to start to see is your dog starts to, starts to transition where uh, if you ask them to go in their crate, they just go lie down and they relax. And that's what you want to set yourself up for in the future. Um, let's talk a little bit about socialization. Um, and a lot of the challenges that you, and actually this is, this is funny because this came up this, this afternoon for us. Yeah. A conversation about this this afternoon for us. Um, so, socialization i know a lot of you guys who are new dog owners um new puppy owners are like oh boy i didn't have a chance to socialize my puppy mm -hmm. and there's all sorts of things that say I, should, I need to socialize them with all sorts of stuff and things uh i use that uh those very specific words stuff and things uh intent intentionally but <clears throat> i what i don't want you to do is when you do have the opportunity to take your dog out to more places, your puppy out to more places. I don't want you to rush them into the situation where you're introducing them to a bunch of other dogs, a bunch of other puppies and dogs that may have not had socialization like with other animals over the last little while. But what you absolutely must do is figure out how to introduce them to this maybe brand new world. This is not that different than if you get a winter puppy, I don't know if you guys ever had a winter puppy, it presents some unique challenges. Yeah, it does. Because when the <laughs> spring comes along, and, and if you live in an area where there's like and snow. there's leaves and there's sticks yeah, and there's, there's butterflies. There's all and sorts there's... of, yeah, stuff and things to worry about. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, actually, what, what you uh, saw today when you were uh, headed over to the hall. And what you, we, we think is the best way to socialize your puppy at this point. Yeah, um, I think... Um, 
I'm reading funny comments right now. Um, what I noticed today is I, I went to train my dog in agility today and I noticed that there was two instructors that were there just sort of out on the grass training their puppies. Both have young puppies that are like five, five months or so, five, six months. And they both had said, you know, our puppies aren't really getting to see a lot of other dogs. So they had a little social distancing training date where they socialized their puppies with one another, but the puppies never interacted. They were fabulous. They had a great little training session going on. They would practice sits and downs at a distance. One person would play with their puppy while the other person just worked some calm attention. And um, they both laughed because they said it was a real struggle because they're used to, you know, taking classes and getting their dogs out to lots of places. And that's not something that these puppies had been exposed to yet. So uh, they uh, were deciding to get together on a regular basis to yeah. practice at a distance from each other, but just getting the dogs around other dogs, but in a really controlled way um, so that the dogs were learning, yep, there's a dog over there and it makes noise and it has fun, but so do you. So do I. I get to have fun too. Um, and so I think that was a really great way to work on exposure in a different location that wasn't their backyard um and then around other dogs as well and if you play your cards right this could be like it could it could be the perfect scenario because people can't get very close together especially yeah. new people that you don't know um so this could be the ideal training scenario something that i uh, you know i wish people had sort of um uh, uh thought about uh, dog owners specifically with their dogs on leash for the last I don't know how, as long as I've been a dog trainer is to not rush up together with dogs on a tight leash or just, you know, introduce dogs on leash just for the sake of seeing if they like each other or thinking that their dog is friendly. This really could be that opportunity where you don't have to feel guilty saying like, oh no, actually I don't really want my, my dog to, to, you know, I'm teaching him not to jump up. So please, mm -hmm. I don't really want them to, to meet or I don't want, don't, don't make a big deal of my puppy. I'm trying to teach him to sit in at my side when people come up and uh, right now people are quite uncomfortable about getting close together. This could be the perfect time mm -hmm. for teaching that great sit in at your side. Yeah. You know, I think it's important too to like just be on the lookout for like new things for your puppy. You know, it's a good idea to have some treats on you when you're out and about so that, you know, when your puppy sees, you know, a kid for the first time or somebody in a wheelchair for the first time or somebody walking with an umbrella or um, a big hat or a beard or whatever it is. Some puppies think those things are just really strange. And, you know, if you're creating more stress by pulling on the leash or that type right. of thing, you're going to make it worse. You know, whenever I see something and I think to myself, my puppy's never seen this before, I go right into training mode. We work sits, we work tricks, we work, um, you know, walk closer to that thing and call away, let's play together. So it's all about, yep, see that thing? I see it too. Not a big deal. Let's just have fun. And um, it really teaches the puppy to be very confident and comfortable around lots of things, but it also keeps the connection between me and the puppy strong. Because right. if my puppy ever felt stressed the very first thing that I would want them to do is say mom you need I you know I'm with you I need to protect you I don't want them fleeing I don't want them running I certainly don't want them running and charging at things that they're worried or unsure about I want everything to be about um about me so I condition the puppy through positive reinforcement to do that from the beginning yeah real unique thank you for the super chat here's a little toot for you <laughs> Uh, my puppy keeps uh, puppy keeps scratching and nipping me every time I sit at my couch. Is this just the puppy stage? Let's see if I can grab it here. Oh my goodness. He's That's very well behaved, but, but except on my couch. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty common for puppies to be more ill-behaved when um, when you're on the couch, especially if the puppy is up on the couch with you. Um, a lot of puppies have a very false sense of um, status 
when they are up on the couch like that. So for now, if you're getting any unwanted behavior, make sure that when you're up on the couch, the puppy is on the ground, uh, not up on the couch with you where they can nip and bite at you a little bit more easily. And it's a heck of a lot easier for management at that point. Absolutely. If the puppy's biting at your legs or your shoes, you should have a house line on your dog where you can stop them and pull the puppy off and maybe get the puppy to sit, get the puppy doing something else, yeah. uh, else instead. Um, and, uh, you know, it could mean that you're going to sit and have some couch time maybe you know right now until you have a little bit more training under your belt puppies in the crate while you're doing that so that you're able to get out do some things with your puppy tire them out a little bit put them in the crate grab a seat on the couch chill out for a little while and then get up and get the puppy out again one of the really important things when we talk about whether it's socialization or whatever transitioning to the the real world with your puppy is when we talk about training and you know, I'm not talking specifically about, uh, you know, going to weekly classes, but I will tell you that the structure for your dog is very, very valuable. Mm -hmm. The structure, uh, you know, whether it's like our, our, so our puppy classes is a 12 week program, four weeks of training, and then the students can stay for 12, but our life skills programs, uh, you know, it's eight weeks, consistent training and specific progressions. Yeah. The thing that I learned as a dog trainer about uh you know building a confident dog because Deegan had some incident issues sometimes where she was worried yeah and you would have never thought that if you looked at her you know you'd think wow that dog's really confident but she was quite worried you yeah. know I see that as a dog trainer anxious. now and, and quite anxious yeah but giving working on my dog with some of those things made a world of difference in terms of her confidence in terms of her socialization in terms of my opportunities to get out and around and go places with her because i had a dog who loved to listen yeah and i taught her that i was a safe place that i was like somebody who you check in with look to for good information and Kristen, uh one of our students dropping the super Hi, chat. Kristen. <laughs> super sticker thank you for that you know, it's so important. I can't stress it enough. Uh, you know, really having a, a plan of attack, an action plan for your puppy as they become an adult dog or for your dog in training. Again, you know, we get rehomed dogs and we had, we've had rehomed dogs mm -hmm. here who, uh, you know, didn't necessarily need us to go from like ground, the ground floor in terms of like house training and stuff, but everything else we worked on, you know, we mm -hmm. worked on basic skills, response to name, the recall. It's the kind of thing that's going to save your dog's life. I think like, it's really important to remember too, guys, is that, you know, a lot of you guys are mentioning um, things like nipping and barking and just some of these really irritating behaviors that our puppies do for sure when they're young. But what you need to remember is the more you train your dog, so the more time you spend on teaching them obedient skills and uh, relationship building skills and things like that. Totally. Honest to God nipping and those types of things they vanish because the dog starts to see you in a bit of a different light so they're really you can the training that you do with the dogs is just so important and that's why we think it's good to have a structure program where you have something to follow you know maybe you've ne never done before you don't really know what you should be doing having a structured program where it's you know you have like a target goal and this week you're focusing on that and this week you're focusing on that and you have homework and you're sort of being held accountable because some somebody's paying attention to what you're doing with your dog. The dogs make so many amazing changes. I mean, you can see a bunch of our students commenting in the thing about 
you know, the success that they're having with yeah. the classes and with the structure and things like that. So I think it's really, really important to remember that a lot of the stuff, you will get through it if you just keep training your dog. Um, and the, a lot of the behavioral stuff just gets better. Um, I wonder if you should remind them about the coupon again, because yeah. it's been a while since for we've sure. talked about that, yeah. since we're talking about classes. For sure, yeah. So for you guys that are hanging out with us here, and actually for, I, I love our UK friends and fans um, and people that check out the channel, because uh, they were the ones that said like, I, I didn't, I didn't see this until like uh you know whatever three in the morning your time so for the next 24 hours there's a coupon code last time it was just until midnight that's not gonna work <laughs> next 24 hours you get 50 dollars off for our uh life skills or our puppy essentials program that's online and, and you know one of the one of the most interesting things that you see when it comes to like structured training is that you know uh, every single dog's a little bit different yeah and i think any of our online students that are in here right now would say the same thing that like the, you take you take the advice you there's so much information out there but you take that information and then you apply it but it, it needs to be nuanced a mm -hmm. little bit you know it needs to be right for your dog number one to be more successful number two to keep that dog motivated yeah because it's so important that's the thing i learned and for that's sure, uh, that's something that i think our online classes differ from other people is there's literally professional dog trainers that are interacting with the students on a daily basis, yeah. answering questions, reviewing videos. Um, there's right. so much support in the program, so you really are not alone. I see a few people asking where our school is. Our in-house school is oh, located damn. in um, Flamborough, Ontario. We're not currently running in-house classes though, obviously due to COVID, um, but we do have uh, online classes that you can take. We have two this programs. Is, this is for Donna. Yeah, we have two programs. Uh, it's too far for Nashville. Yeah. That's right. So you can join us online. I can't wait to go visit Nashville. Yeah, we've like been when, to Nashville a bunch, bunch of times normal. and we absolutely love it. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, so we have a puppy class um, that you can take for puppies that are under 16 weeks, I believe that yeah. it is. Um, 8 to 16 weeks um, and uh, that's a puppy class. And then if you have a dog that is um, 16 weeks and older, or sometimes we'll let the puppies in a little bit younger, um, we have a, a class called life skills. Um, both um, programs work on slightly different things based on the age of the dog and sort of what we feel is most important to focus on in those time frames. Um, but any age of dog can take uh, life skills provided that they're over um, six months. Um, but it's been, it's been yeah, really, look at, really here's great. Our student, sorry, Chelsea, uh, Kristen, um, I saw, I saw uh, Selma. Yeah, like all these our online students. Deborah Barron is also a uh, is oh, yeah. also a student. Deborah. Hey, Deborah. Um, it's fun yeah. hanging out with you guys. I don't normally get to hang out with you guys as much because it's uh, normally Kale, Instructor Steve. Like some, yeah. of the, some of the guys are like. It, it, constantly in the uh, puppy class and in the life skills yeah. program so it's, it's nice awesome though we here. do um we do personal live streams kind of like this but dedicated more towards the program all yeah. kinds of stuff it's awesome um how do you sign up you just go to um yeah mccandogs.link slash life skills or slash homeschool and it'll take you to our adult dog one mccandogs.link slash puppy essentials will take you to our puppy program yeah Thanks for dropping the super chat. And you get 50 bucks off. Yeah, right 50 now. bucks up for, for the next 24 hours. Yes. That's for our UK friends. I'm so sorry for the last time. They were disappointed. And if you um, sign up tonight, you can. we have a Facebook Live. Oh, tomorrow, that's right. Yeah. Actually. What do you guys, what, what's the. Uh, uh, we're the actually topic? talking about a super cool topic. We're talking about the idea of capturing behaviors and how um, understanding how that works can actually cut down a lot on your discipline with your puppy. Yeah. The tr the, the online, uh, the, the classes go a little bit deeper. You know, we have to sort of, we, we, we give us much information for, here um dan wants you to drop the um okay. the links uh, for the thing okay uh can you just uh, yep. that one um so the next um 
super chat we have. Thank you for all your great content. We watched tons of your videos for two months before picking up our puppy. Keep it going, Go Canada. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. It's so cool to read when people are um, getting on board and, and reading and learning and educating themselves about their puppy training before they even get a puppy. You are like our favorite puppy owners. I love that. I love that you're taking the time to educate yourself and prepare because there's really so much that you can learn before you even get a puppy. Um, so that's fantastic. Thank you so much for that. That's awesome. For sure. Um, I see that, uh, now we've got the links in the chat for you guys watching live. If you're, if you're watching this on the replay, um, then mccandogs.link slash puppy essentials, mccandogs.link slash life skills so that you guys can check it out even after. If you just go to mccandogs.com as yeah, well, our there. website, you'll be able to, sure. to get it that Wow. Way. $20 super chat. Dropping oh it. Oh my God. The MHG III dropping it. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. Uh, let's bring this up here. My 12-week-old standard poodle is doing so well, learning to walk on a leash using with me instructions. She sleeps through the night in her crate, knows get in your crate, sit, stay, and this is all thanks to your amazing videos. Well, very oh, cool. that's, that's really, so really, really good. Nice. Poodles cool. are so smart. We have a toy Absolutely. poodle. We love poodles. She, They're awesome. She is, she is uh, she's a, quite a handful, That our toy poodle. In like the best way, though. Yeah, okay, so this is, I love this question from Donna. Because uh, this is something that, you know, people will think. So skeptical, so, so skeptical, so skeptical about the online classes. Yeah. How are they more beneficial than all your super resourceful videos you already have on YouTube for free? Great question. Yeah, and this is, yeah this is exactly why we created the uh, Puppy Essentials program and the Life Skills program. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of free content on YouTube. Many of you probably already know if you're here watching today. Yeah. Um, but our online classes are quite different. They're way more in-depth and they actually provide you with a... Uh, a full program. So what you should be working on, when you should be doing it, step-by-step step instruction on how to actually do that. Um, also problem solving as well. So when you run into Jam, you have an opportunity to ask email or whatever at any time to say, hey, this is happening, what should I do? So we're literally holding your hand through the entire program, which is not something that we're going to be Chelsea, doing on uh, our Facebook. Chelsea says, oh, Donna, it's like YouTube on steroids. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, it's very personalized as well. Um, it's, uh, from what I have yeah, heard, so there's a lot more um, support than a lot of things. Also, the videos that you follow for your um, weekly progressions are all... Um, In order and broken down progression. And they're very, very step-by-step step. so yeah. they're really really easy to follow um in the puppy essentials one at least i'm the head instructor and i actually go through it with a baby puppy and i show all the steps so we have um somebody else just asked is it recorded um stuff or is it live oh, yeah. it's both so yeah. there's the lessons are pre-recorded and they're a very professionally done um but then on top of that we have um live q a multiple times a week in the platform and then we're constantly uploading um you know additional content for people to use as as resources um it's 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 just different than our youtube youtube is awesome we love our youtube channel it's a great resource for everybody to do yeah. but the programs is a little bit more like having a coach or a personal instructor to kind of guide you through i love uh, seeing our online students that uh, jump into our uh youtube we live love stream. our online yeah. students get to hang out with them again tomorrow um 
Very exciting. I saw a couple great questions. We're kind of running out of time here though. We have uh, so much stuff that we need to get ready for tomorrow for the live streams, for the online classes. And uh, I feel like, I feel pretty confident that you guys are, you know, you've, you've got, got your head in the right space to start thinking about what you need to do pr to prepare for life after quarantine Hi, with Catherine. your dog. You can always drop any uh, questions in the uh, description or in the comments down below this video. Uh, and uh, if you have any questions afterward. Um, I, just, I don't want to miss anyone that's... Uh, Catherine. Catherine's joining us. Finished a great two Catherine program Catherine posts the best videos. Oh, that's right. You're she also about that. has a standard yes. poodle. Someone else said yes. have a standard yeah. poodle. And uh, she's doing a great job with her dog. Yeah, very cool. Now, uh, we can't do this without our super helpful moderators, especially Dan, lots of links, Luton, who's been lighting up the chat. Uh, you guys saw him at the very beginning with uh, with our live uh, satellite shot. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you, SD Cruiser. I see I saw SD Cruiser in there uh, answering questions and uh, sharing all sorts of stuff. Can which you is keep the uh, promo code up? Somebody's super, asking for oh, it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, you guys, you don't want to miss out on that. No. Because it's just for you, just for the train station passengers. Just start. It's... Um, we, we often say just start training. That's the rule that I live by. You know, it's such an impactful thing when somebody comes to us and they're like, you know, I have this dog uh, that's X, X age or it's a certain breed. I don't think it can be trained. We say just start training and they start training. And I will tell you, and I can't help but smile, but I remember being in their shoes. I remember thinking there is nothing that is going to get this dog to stop pulling me down the street. And I will tell you definitively there is this training program <laughs> It changed my life. It allowed me to take my dog to all over the, all over the, certainly all over Canada. We have, she and I haven't traveled the world, but all over Canada, all sorts of interesting places. But it really just allowed me to do more with her. And I would have, I was so skeptical. I'm like the skeptical people that uh, might be in the chat. You know, I'm thinking like, eh, yeah, how much can dog training really help? It changes everything. So keep in uh, mind, you have your dogs for a long yeah. years. Oh, totally. Yeah. So the work that you put in now while they're young, you literally Huge get difference. to enjoy a well-trained dog for years. I Pat, can't imagine having it any other way. Uh, SD Cruiser, thank you for being an amazing moderator. Thank you, thank you for, uh, and I'll get back to you shortly. Um, I just saw Pat. I wanted to share Pat's thing. I uh, finished grade three and recommend it to everyone. Yay! Well, thank Hi, you Pat. very much, Pat. Thank you to our moderators. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to, oh, I bet I can't forget to do Linda this. Linda Kim says, I want my dog to live forever. Ugh. I know. Me that too. Nice? Thank you very much tonight for to, from C. Ellis, Scott Lacey, Neb Yid, Douglas Lowe, Janice Gran, uh, Grantham, uh, who's actually life skills uh, in our life skills program, yes. Julian, uh, Brett, uh, Robin, Mary H., uh, Quilting Bug 3, Diana, uh, Yogada Kancharla, uh, Jake Jacobs, Ariel, and Jamie Hass. Oh, Jose. Jose. Jose, what's up? Superstar student. Posting some amazing videos. Uh, His little spaniel puppy. Yep, dropping so it, dropping it in super chat. A great super sticker. <laughs> Just for you. Um, Tanya. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, Pauline. Holly Henderson. Real unique. Kristen Tabaco. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, Nebu Y. Uh, them HG3. And Jose. Thank you guys. If this is your first time on the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Put we publish new videos every week to help you to have a well-behaved four-legged family member. Discounts on the screen. It is Come on and the join screen. us tomorrow. It's available for 24 hours. Now, I think that's really uh, uh, you know important that we keep that in mind because uh, for our friends that live across the pond, you need to know that. With that said, thank you guys. I want to uh, say uh, on that note, I'm Ken. I'm Kale. <laughs> Happy training. Bye for now, guys. <laughs>